This is an episode from our Wayback Machine, and I mean way back. Years ago, we used to do a call-in radio show at Clemson University. I would go in and I would co-host with uh, Eric Rogers, and we would take calls from all across the state of South Carolina, Western North Carolina, Northeastern Georgia. It was because that's where you could hear us on the radio. And this was a public radio show, and we would take calls about tech and uh, just kind of wrestling with it. Anyway, it was a super lot of fun. And uh, in this episode is really us kind of, or is it just a replay of one of those episodes um, from 2014. So um, you're going to hear references to old versions of iOS and uh, app or uh, Android phones, and you're going to hear what phones I was carrying at the time. Um, but it is really kind of fun to hear that sort of back and forth banter that we were engaged in. And, uh, you know, it just seemed like the right thing to send out on some Saturday for you to have a chance to kind of listen to and have a little bit of fun. And you might have figure out that, you know, I had in my mind a little bit of car talk, but we were doing tech talk. And we used to do this show. Uh, it's been gone for uh, several years now, but we did this show uh, at this point, I can tell that we did it uh, twice monthly, and like I said, we would fill, or do the audio at uh, Clemson University, but it was broadcast live across the state of South Carolina on all the public radio stations. So thanks to uh, Clemson University for uh, letting me have a copy of this audio so I could send it out and share it with you. I hope uh, you have as much fun uh, listening to it as I did. How can we make your day? Welcome to another technology edition of Your Day, when our tech team offers advice and answers to your questions on the electronic and digital world. We are getting into the season when we take a lot of photographs, the kids in Halloween costumes, family and friends at the Thanksgiving table, and those special Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa moments. Our tech team, Eric Rogers, Director of Clemson Broadcast Productions, and Phil Yanoff, Founder and President of Tech After Five, can wax poetic on digital photography. If you plan to take a lot of pictures over the fall and winter holiday season, give them a call today with your questions on digital photography equipment, storage, and any other technology topic you want to discuss. We'll open our toll-free phone lines for today's conversation when your day returns after this NPR news break. We wanna make your day. This is your day. I'm Diana Daniels. Thanks for joining us again this Thursday afternoon as we have another conversation about technology on tap. Our tech duo, Eric Rogers and Phil Yanoff, are ready to hear from you. The toll-free phone lines are open. And hello, Eric. Well, thanks, Diana. Welcome back, Phil. Hey, Eric. Glad to be here. We are live in the studio once again today taking your technology questions. You know, in the la since we've been here last, of course, there's been a fair amount of stuff going on. As right? usual. So, you know, it was, I mean, it's 
only two weeks since we were here live. But, you know, we had the, uh, of course, Apple had the October, their October announcement, which showed off the uh, mm-hmm. new iPads and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, Google has the new, you know, they've announced the uh, Nexus, the new Nexus tablets, the Nexus 9 and all that. So that's all pretty interesting. But one thing that has happened, so Apple went live on Monday with Apple Pay. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little contrarian in this, and I thought you might want to celebrate this with me uh, in that, uh, you know, I didn't go I didn't go out and do the Apple Pay thing because I'm not carrying a current iPhone. What I am carrying is a current Google Wallet phone. I'm carrying an HTC mm-hmm. One. I'm carrying an Android phone. So I got my HTC One. And uh, so I went out I went out to a McDonald's because I knew McDonald's was the rollout, right? So Apple, remember the whole thing with Apple Pay is you can use your phone mm-hmm. to actually pay without pulling out the card out of your wallet. But you've been able to do this with Google Wallet for a while, but it doesn't, you know, isn't quite right. Didn't work. Every, but I knew it would be right that day. So anyway... I pulled out my uh, my HTC One phone, which you see right here, my little Android mm-hmm. phone, and I went into a McDonald's, and then I pressed, I put my phone up there, and I actually, it was the first time I decided, <laughs> I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this work, I'll be the nerd, you know, it took me 20 minutes to set it all up ahead of time and all that, but now it actually works. I can take my phone into a, what, certain places, and, and I can just tap it up against the register and pay, which is pretty cool. And you'll remember that day for the rest of your life. <laughs> Where, the first purchase that I made with it. <laughs> there's my two kids, you know, there's, I got the, I got the girl and then two years later, the boy. And then when they turned seven, Eric, you're never going to believe this. I paid with Google <laughs> wallet right. somewhere. It was so awesome. You know, um, you know, all nerd out of it. I mean, <laughs> let me just go ahead and do my full confession on this. So it worked perfectly. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. I, you know, the, the girls like says, okay, you owe us five bucks. And then I went through and I, I put my phone up against the little register thing and it went bloop, bloop, bloop. And my phone went bloop, bloop, bloop. And it came up and it said, okay, we're trying to do this. And bloop, and it actually processed the transaction and it all worked, wow. which was really kind of cool. So instead of, you know, I don't know, a little dollar's worth piece of plastic that, you know, I stick conveniently in my wallet that never goes dead or anything like that, I now can use a $600 smartphone that is finicky. Yes. And, you know, it's sub- I mean, it's quite possible I'd want to go pay with something and the battery would be dead in or it. Or it would or randomly would, reboot as you're... <laughs> reboot. I mean, it and does And you've conveniently those. left all of your it, credit cards at home it, because it, it's all, you know, your phone does it all now. So why carry the plastic? Yeah. Well, you know, you reach up to the counter, poof, I dropped it in a Coke and it's done. <laughs> I'm just done. So anyway, uh, technology will save us, but it will be very difficult between here and there. We're, we've got some adventure in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, if someone wants to call us about their smartphone or their stuff, Eric, what do they do? They can uh, reach us. We've already got a couple of calls on the line. Oh, maybe we should talk to these people. All right. Well, let's go to Norman, who's in Columbia. Hi, Norman. Hi. How are you guys doing? We are awesome. Welcome to your day, and how can we help you? Wonderful. Yes, sir. I was a little bit off the subject you were talking about. I got an iPad problem I'm hoping someone can help me with. Can you take that now? I called the wrong day. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. We want to hear the question before we make that judgment. So we're certainly willing to listen to you. But but other than that, Norman, we don't know. We don't know if we're going to be able to help you or not. So we're not for everybody. Let's see if we can help you, though. Yes, sir. Uh, I received uh, four emails from a family member that included some photographs, and I saved the photographs, and they're in my inbox. But when I try to hit trash, 
it goes up to that little uh, emblem like it's going in the trash, and up pops this flag saying, unable to move message. This message could not be moved to the mailbox trash. It got awful quiet back there. <laughs> you know, I was looking at Eric. We're trying to decide Eric if we're going to take this be. question or pass. <laughs> yeah. Someone dump him. Uh, so in, when you say, first off, we don't know which mailbox you're actually in, so we don't know if you're using Gmail or using the iPad, the mail app that's on the iPad. We're using something else. What are you using? I'm using the one that's on the iPad, yes. Okay. Okay. And um, you're, are you using a current rev? Are you on iOS what iOS or iPad are you using? And by the way, this doesn't really matter. I'm just buying time for Eric to figure this out. Um, so it's you're on iOS oh. 8, you said. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, it doesn't I did, matter. I did take the okay, what color we, is your iPad? <laughs> Eric, do you need more time? What color? Actually, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to interject with a uh, follow up, and then you can continue okay, your okay. line of question. Hold the, hold the question. Hold the idea question on the color, because we're going to need to know that it's going to be very important. Well, Norman, who, in a moment, but we're going to take okay. a stab at it from where we are. Who is who is your email provider? Right. First of all, oh, yeah, uh, Roadrunner. Roadrunner. So it's a pop. It is it as a pop or IMAP? Do you yeah, know? It's a pop. Pop. Yeah. Oh, continue asking yeah. questions, Phil. <laughs> we're back to what color is your iPad? No. Um, so I don't know that I've seen this, Eric, and I guess you haven't seen actually, this either. No, and actually, so sort of where I was going with that is that I um I had pulled up a. Uh, uh, some discussion and a tutorial for how to correct this, but um, it was related to an IMAP configuration. Um, and actually says that it uh, doesn't typically occur um, with a POP account. So, um, hmm. yeah, I'm a little perplexed. So, just out of curiosity, Eric, since you're reading here and I'm not reading on this, what's going on there when it happens? Because what I could imagine is that there wasn't room for it to be in the trash on the server that it was going to if it's trying to reflect it back. That's one of the things I would thought might go wrong. Um, it ha has to do, if it's an IMAP issue, it has to do with um, the pa IMAP path prefix. Um, and I haven't gotten as far as to figure out exactly what the deal is with it. Um, so yeah, I, was just I don't know. Through so here. anyway, here's the, so Norman, what we're going to do is it looks like we're not going to be able to help you delete those email messages, but we're going to figure out some way I to help to you. Be I need to change my answer to you. I just pulled it up on settings and it is a IMAP okay. account. Oh, well, excellent, because we had an answer for that. Norman, let me tell you, the best way for us to help you is for us for you to give us good information, right? You know, this lies and deceit, not going to help us at all. You know, let's all, let's just, we're going to be honest about this. So um, okay. here, here is something you can try. No guarantee that this will work for okay. you. Okay. Um, but if you go into your settings and um, go to the um, advanced settings for that mail account, uh, and if you don't see an advanced button, then you'll uh, need to delete the account and add it back to the iPad because it's IMAP. You know that's not going to be an issue or not going to affect anything. Uh, all your messages and everything will come back. Um, but if you do have an advanced button, um, you need to look for the IMAP path prefix button. And what you want to do is select that and in all caps um, type in the word inbox and um, go home and reopen mail and you should now be able to take care of it. Okay, gotcha. I don't see that advanced uh, thing, and so I guess I'll delete it. And delete the account and re-add it, yep. And just, well, and when you say delete and reset, we're just talking about wipe, take, remove the account and then re-add the yep. account yep. back into the contacts, mail, yep. gotcha. whatever thing. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Yes, sir. Wonderful. I've been I've been trying to delete that thing once a day for the last week, and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't wait for you guys to come on. I do appreciate your help, and I'll certainly give this a whirl. Right. Well, Norman, thanks so much for the call. Thanks for playing along. Sure, sure. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, bye now. And if you have a technology question, you can join us. Should I actually keep score today? Because I think that was the right answer. I think you had that one right. So, you know, we could, in fact, next time in the studio, a little whiteboard, we'll just put little yes. tick marks up on yes. the wall. We're going to call that one an apparent win, right? Yes. So this is like a kill marker or whatever. We actually, <laughs> look, Eric, I think we got that one. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's go to uh, John, who's in Columbia. Hi, John. Hello. How are y'all? John, we're doing awesome. How can we help you? Well, I've got the older version, the I guess the 4S, and then the newer iPad. And because I don't have the, I guess the OS, iOS 8, is there a solution between the two of them and syncing messages and syncing information? Uh, so you have a you have an iPhone 4S, which is running iOS 7, I the presume. Older, yeah, oh, no. 7. Well, you must be running. The, you must be on the four then, an iPhone four, because the iOS four, a fi, iPhone four S will run iOS eight. I know because okay. I have it loaded on mine. So, is that recommended? I guess that would be. Oh, now that's a good question. And so, I've heard people say that they thought it was kind of a problem. I have not noticed anything. Now, of course, you've the neat thing is since you've not done this so far, they've actually re, uh, released an update since then. I think is it's eight two now. You're an 8.2 now. So, yeah. So, look, as Eric, Eric says, oh, if this is the third update, we'll be just fine. Look, this is going to be awesome for you, John. You know what? And I think it is. Uh, there are some things in there. You know, background stuff can be overloading and all that. So, you want to be careful about that. You know, it can particularly be bad on battery life and that kind of thing. But, you know, you, if I turned, what I ended up doing was I loaded iOS 8 on my iPhone 4S. And I again, I go in and I turn off most of the background apps. I turn on only the ones I really think I need. And that's just to preserve battery life. And other than that, I've had pretty good luck with it. There are certainly, it can be a little bit sluggish at times, but generally it seems to work really well. So I'd, I'd say yes, I would give it a whirl. So the, so once I do that, then the, the new newer iPad, which is running the, I guess the iOS 8, and if you upgrade your phone, then they'll then the messages and and the other information will sync. Well, yeah. you can sync them already. Yeah. So here's yeah. the thing: the, the basic syncing is there, but if you're trying to get the new features like family sharing and all of that, I mean that you want to be for the new one. So they will sync; they will work between the two of them. So when you say sync, for example, you turn on iCloud, put on the same account on both of them, put the same criteria or same yeah same account on both of them, click on sync, and those will, those actually will sync just fine. But if you want to get to the new features like uh, the family sharing, for example, then that's all in iOS eight. You have to turn that. You have to and bring the up the OS up to date and turn that on. Okay, wonderful. Um, is there a general website to go to to have to answer other technical questions if in between the two weeks when you guys aren't online? No, no. Save the them all for us. Save them for <laughs> us. Um, no, I mean you know. Let's face. It, I mean you can Google lots yeah. of stuff. I mean we, you know the thing is you don't get us answering it. And uh, quite frankly, you know we we tell people you can email us stuff. But let me tell you that typically shows up in the air unless it happens to be a really easy question or you tickle us in some way that we end up having time to go back and right. answer that. Uh, those will answer those emails. Um, but typically those will try to collect 
stack them all up and then we'll yep. do them on the yep. on the show if we're going to do it that way. So because we we got other things in the meantime. You know, and I will say that you know with a question like yours, you know you had a pretty specific kind of thing you were trying to solve. So generally those are fairly easy to find. Well, here's the problem. Google. Here's the problem, Eric. I mean, I, I know what John's getting at here. It, the, the fact is, it, it wasn't easy enough question. It was clear enough question, but it's kind of opinion, right? And so you've got to That's go true. To, he wants right. a trusted right. voice. He wanted to ask you, That's Eric, true. what to do. And you're right. That's how this happens. John, right now, this is the best way to get a hold of us. We're here on 2nd and 4th Thursday Live. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks for the call. I, I mean, I've got a question. I'm saving a question for you, which I'm going to ask at the end of the show. But you know why I'm saving it? Because you are the expert on this. You're my trusted go-to technology guy on this thin sliver. And it doesn't have to do, by the way, with hacking phones or doing something cheap, <laughs> either one of those, which you are also expert at. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to David, who's on the line in Orangeburg. David, how can, how we, can help we help you? you? <laughs> Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, thank you for taking my call. I have a question. I have a, um, my son wants uh, Minecraft um, for Christmas, and we're going to buy him a laptop because he's going to end up needing it in school anyway. Um, is there, I was told that Microsoft bought the rights to Minecraft. Microsoft bought um, Mojang. They did. They bought the company that has it. They did. They, yep. Okay. But that wasn't your um, question. Are, are there um is that game going to come preloaded on any laptop um lately that that maybe if they start producing are they going to come preloaded with that game I don't know mm. that's I, I mean it's it's a good question but the thing is it's not an expensive game right it's like 20 bucks um is it twenty dollars? Because I can't hardly find the disc. Can I just download oh, it? Yeah, no, no, it's Microsoft a yeah, no, it's a downloadable yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You And I, when I say that, you know, let me tell you. I mean, uh, first off, by the way, how old is your son? He's seven. Seven. You may never see him again. First off, I just want to let you know. Oh, I don't see. Yeah, I can't find my phone. As soon as I get home, my phone just disappears. So, so my my kids phone. my kids are this age too. My boy is seven as well, and uh, you know he wakes up in the morning. We have a so we have a Minecraft. We have it loaded on the phone. We have it loaded on an iPad. We have it loaded on the we have a, uh, a PS3. And the kid wakes up in the morning, and the first thing he wants to do is go in and play the PS3 on, before he gets ready for school. Yeah. That's no. We, that's a yeah. no. You know, you don't need my parenting exactly. advice. I'm just going to tell you that's a bad idea. Um, yeah, I do the same thing, yeah. But anyway, yeah. we've got – so we, we're, we're working – but it's Minecraft all the time, all the time, all the time. It's, and it's, it, it is a really kind of a cool thing uh, for them. I mean, I look at it and think, oh, my goodness, why would someone do this to themselves? But he's having a great time. So neat game. The neat thing, of course, about having it loaded on a laptop – is that it on a like a Windows laptop is that you can load all the mods and do all that stuff. We're in it, you know, because we have it loaded on a console, we don't do any of that kind of stuff. So um uh -huh. yeah, I don't you know, I, I don't think it's gonna not gonna cost you a ton of money to get this mm -hmm. thing here. I wouldn't worry about that. Just go find someplace and download it. And uh you know you asked about finding it someplace in a store. I think I've seen it in Walmart or something like that. Just walking by. I, I remember because I remember seeing Minecraft out of the corner of my eye and then steering my kids down a different <laughs> aisle. So yeah. I don't think you're going to have oh, any man. trouble uh, finding this. All right. I, I appreciate that. Um, the only other question I had was, is, is there any particular um, like uh, amount of RAM or anything like that that I need to, to look for? Because I have read like the, uh, the Minecraft uh, blogs and things like that, and they talk about certain computers have lag. Um, and is there any sort of like RAM that I need to be looking for? 
I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know that. I mean, I would follow those guys' advice on that. You know, the thing I would talk about, the one thing I would caution you on in this is that, you know, once you're, you know, once you, like, we do this on a console, we do it on an iPad or whatever, and for this, we've got, so the kids are kind of, they're playing by themselves in a place. The moment you've got a computer loaded this and you can go out and connect to other people, you're going to have other, essentially inviting other people into these worlds. And so you've got those interactions, and I don't know what those always look like. So, uh, you know, as a also a parent of a kid, I'd just be cautious about how mm -hmm. I approach that. And as far as system... Oh, yeah. As far as system requirements, it's a pretty light. It looks like it's pretty lightweight. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. those graphics? Yeah. They're terrible. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's eight yeah. bit eight bit graphics. You're taking modern equipment and you're making it it's look retro. like it's running on a Nintendo. See, it's retro. See, I still prefer the two D Super Mario Brothers and the uh, Super Mario Brothers oh, two. You should never, Eric. You should never be near Minecraft because you would be sucked in. Basically, you'd be completely <laughs> swallowed up. <laughs> It's got so many options. I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, the how many things you can just do is just like it's it's an it's an insane game. But you wouldn't think it'd be entertaining, but it is. You know. Oh my um, god! The only other comment I have about the game is they've uh, my my wife's a teacher, and they've started to use this game in educational, um, you know, in an educational way, like problem solving and things like that. And I thought that was pretty pretty cool so they're trying Didn't to bring we talk about this last time <laughs> yeah it was funny we i saw an article on this i think two weeks ago and we i think we mentioned it at the end of the show and i've got a uh, and i posted that article a couple places as well but yeah you know i mean they're saying it could help problem solving it might help kids to read i mean it's certainly it's getting my boy more interested in more reading because there's yeah. stuff on the screen he really wants to know what it is so right and you have to do a yeah. lot of research and outside right. you know so he's reading to... books about it all. so i think that's a good thing you know do it with them. That's all I would say. I'm not going to do yeah. that myself, but I think you should do it with your kids. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you gentlemen, have a good day. I appreciate yeah. it. David, thanks yep. so much for the call. I'm just waiting for my kids to be uh, ready for their first console so that we can play Super Mario World. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3. Set the bar high. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go to uh, Bridget, who's on the line in Florence. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call today. Sure. Um, I have a little <laughs> little problem. Um, I had taken advantage of Verizon's uh, trade-in for the iPhone 6, um, and I traded from a 4S. And I had a lot of pictures on there, which I went ahead and sent to the cloud. And um, so I kept updating, and then I traded it in, of course, and they told me, well, when you get it home, and it syncs with Wi-Fi. It'll go ahead. You'll see those pictures on your phone. But, of course, I got home, and the only thing there were the last 30 days. Um, everything else uh, is supposedly still in the cloud. Um, I haven't backed the phone up, my prior phone, to my computer because my computer actually died, and I am in the process of getting another laptop. Um, but I, I am hoping. It looks like those pictures are still there, but I, how do I get them? Um, I, I think I they're all in the cloud. So let's assume that you did get that part right, and they're in the cloud, right? So the, basically, the iPhone or the yeah iCloud, their default parameter is that it takes thousand. the last one thousand mm -hmm. pictures are in your photo stream. That part's easy. You can actually choose to right. back them all up. Um, I don't do that because that's you know it'd be horrifying to have all that stuff that way. But anyway, um, so mm -hmm. the question is: Did so you've got the same iCloud account attached to the new phone? 
I do, and I also have the same iCloud for my the new phone, yeah. for the old phone, and for my iPad. And when I look in the settings, and I couldn't begin to tell you how I found it, but in there it shows all three devices yes. and how much mm-hmm. each device is taking up in the cloud. Sure. Well, I called Apple, which was really fun. <laughs> I called the tech support, and the, the young lady walked through it with my phone, and we looked at the settings and everything. And finally, at the end, she says, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> the tech support at Apple told me she didn't know how to help me. And that was that. So I'm kind of at a loss. I guess when I get a new laptop, if I update it, then will it appear or... I know. I don't think they're, they're, they're how to get those. You don't need a computer to get this done, provided actually, that they're on the cloud. I, I'm actually I've okay. found found something in uh, Apple's support page for PhotoStream, um, and the 30 days. What you might be seeing is uh, in iOS 8, uh, PhotoStream imports the last 30 days into the recently added album. Anything older to that right. than that is just in the general Photos tab. Have you looked both of those okay. places? I did, and okay. it's just they're not showing up. Do they show up on your yeah. iPad? Are they on your iPad? No, they're not, I, because I have so many on both devices that it, there wasn't any point in making sure that they were syncing. Oh. So how do you know yeah. they're on the iCloud, then? Well, when I go through the settings on um, on this new phone, it I think it's somewhere under iCloud settings. Yeah. It shows you all three devices in the cloud and what is stored from each device on the cloud. Right. But so um, I'm trying to figure out if you back them up. So here's the way this works. Yeah. I mean, if you had them, if you had eyes or photo stream turned on on the other phone, the last 1,000 photos are certainly in the photo stream, as long as you had that turned on on your iPhone. And the thing is, all you have to mm-hmm. do is walk over to your iPad and turn that on as there as well, and you can see those photos. It would They'll just show up. Now, let me tell you, it's occasionally cranky, and like when you're going, you have a bunch of them to come. I've had to reboot my iPad a couple of times, and then they finally sync up. Right. And I mean, well, the re- iPad that, that, a reset. The iPhone. The phone that I, I'm trying to get the pictures well, you, on. So you may be in the phone. same place on that, where it's just, again, you're going to come over, make sure you have the photo stream turned on, and you may have to reset the phone so, a couple of times to get them to show back up. It looks like these actually okay. are only stored on the. Um, I don't know if this is a new thing or not on the iCloud server as photo stream, your photo stream for 30 days, um, even though your iOS device does keep the last 1,000. Um, so I mm-hmm. guess at, it gets, you know, a thousand photos. If, you know, there happen to be some in there that are older than 30 days, they're on your device. They're actually only, um, on the iCloud for 30 days, uh, as photo stream. Now you can back uh, but up if you your turn on device. photo backup, right? You have to turn on backup to, uh, actually back everything up. Okay. So what will that we do might. then? Okay. So this means, sorry. Uh, well, I'm looking at Eric. Eric's looking at me with kind of a grave look. Okay. It might be the bad news, by the way. It might be a bad news look. Um, yeah, because I was under the same impression, Eric. Yeah, I always was too, yeah. I mean, because I see them, for I example, I've got an Apple TV, thing. and they cycle across to the Apple TV. But again, that might have changed in eight, and I wouldn't have noticed yet. Yeah, I would have thought that once I, you know, I'm paying for that service, you would think that I should be able to save them there, and they're going to stay there. Now, well, when you um, look... Let me, 
Yeah, the thing is, if you were separately backing up mm-hmm. your photos, and that's not photo stream. Mm-hmm. So Eric's just talking about photo stream. Yep. There's a separate separate right. switch in there for backing up your photos. Now you should be able to see your old device in there, and see those photos that are, are then backed up. So now we have to figure out. Oh, right. so you, can you go get those off the iCloud app, iCloud.com? Well, I went up there, and no, I couldn't. For whatever reason, I couldn't access anything except for the last thirty days. The photo stream pictures. It was really strange. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I agree with you. I mean, I think they ought to all be there. Why they're not, I don't know. The, here's the thing I would suggest to you is, you know, you said you got on the phone with Apple. I don't know. Uh, you live in Florence, so I'm not sure that you have where an uh, Apple store is close to you. but Charleston. Yeah. But yeah. I would, uh, I might tap it by the guys there and say, you know, is there some other place or did they actually get gone? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was hoping you check Genius because I have some. Yeah, I. That's our professional opinion. Yeah, that's our. That is our professional. (laughs) I'm so. I'm surprised I haven't been bit by this myself yet. I haven't noticed that to be the issue, but I think it's because I end up syncing them back to my iPad. Right. Right. I guess the lesson here is I need to buy a bigger iPad. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Maybe so. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, Bridget, thanks so much for the call. call. Now I'm going to go out there and start looking out there and seeing what's going on with those. But, you know, I end up keeping, I do, of course, it's not like she was on a Windows machine in between the two of them. But, uh, you know, I end up just keeping them all in the stream and then I keep, but I don't actually back them up, the photos, separately to the cloud. I rely on the stream to catch them as they go by. But do you have them set up on a device where they're importing into a library or something? So yeah, yeah so they're yeah. coming into iPhoto, right? Yeah, on a Mac, which that's that's the only reason I let that happen. I know that I will catch them eventually yep. as they come by. Yep. All right. Sorry uh, about that. Let's go to Jimmy, who is in Hilton Head. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, how's it going, guys? Awesome. How can we help you? Why am I seeing my wife's Google searches on my phone? Oh, so uh, you both, well, you're both logged into the same account. Either web browser's logged into the same account. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, whether it's uh, Safari or Chrome or whatever, it's logged into a Google account, and you're both logged into the same Google account. And, I mean, you know, you can be, uh, you can have mail on one thing and have the web browser on another, and that's all that is in there. So there's a little, there's a little uh, rent, or not a wrench, a nut looking thing a gear sorry a gear up in the corner and you can use that to log her out and log yourself back in or you know just make sure you have two separate accounts there oh okay i know she had an iphone and i had android and so we're on the same google account yeah so right you're so you don't obviously you don't have any iphone stuff on there but she is on her phone the two of you are logged into the same account whether it's yours or hers i wouldn't know but the two of you are ending up logged into the same google account on the two of those and so they just are syncing back and forth and let me tell you that's google being nice to you so that when you are on you know it thinks it's the same person so it thinks that you are on one device or another you can actually um you know you you get your searches forward and i'll let me tell you it's a cool thing when you have this configured correctly and what i mean by cool thing is i can sit here on my phone and be looking at some page and think oh, i really need to look at that on my computer and i can reach over to my chromebook and actually say open up the same window i just had open on my iphone or my not my iphone it is cool or on my phone and it'll just open it up i can see what i was looking at so that's useful you just want to swap you just want to get those accounts separated 
It is cool. I mean, I could uh, go to Google and the uh, the history pops up, and uh, well, she's been looking at food.com trying to decide what to cook for supper. Yeah, well, that's good. So you can you can get the thing is, it just kind of I mean, it will weird you out in other ways, but it's good. You know, it's for dinner, but yeah. uh, but you yeah. know, but all those other things you don't want to know about. You know, just as soon have her on her own account. Yep. All right. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, thanks Jim. For call, thanks Jim. for the call. Chalk that one up as another win. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I forgot. I, I'm not sure. I think that one right before might have been an L, but we'll, we'll put we put that one's in the W column. All right. Well, you're listening to Your Day. My name is Eric Rogers. Hey, and I am Phil Yanov. And we are taking your technology questions. We're going to go to Janice, who's in Sumter. Hi, Janice. Hey. <clears throat> How can we help you? I have an iPad One, and um, I have gone on the community support sites and all that kind of thing. Um, when I'm searching or uh, uh, I'm on certain apps, it goes back to the home screen, and I can't hardly keep it on any anything I'm searching for anymore. It just keeps flipping back to the home screen. And I've tried resetting it. Um, I've tried, you know, that where you press the um, screen button and the other power button to get it to reset. I mean, I, and I've gone under settings and... I've done all kinds of things that they recommended on those support sites, and I, I, I can't keep it from doing it. It just keeps going back to the home screen now when I'm searching on things yeah, or when my, I'm browsing. My guess is that you're running out of memory, and oh, okay. and this can happen a couple of different ways. But um, one of the – well – yeah, I, I, you're you're running out of memory. So go look for stuff to okay. delete. Big thing, e- easy things to delete. Maybe a video or something like that. If you've got movies loaded on it, you know, find one you don't care about anymore and delete it. Um, we've okay. talked about this a couple times here. I don't know if it's this applies to you. One of the things I have certainly noticed on the on uh, iPads and iPhones is that if you have iTunes Match turned on, it seems to manage that memory very poorly. And so I occasionally have to go in and sort of wipe out my entire music library on the device and then start pulling it back in a piece at a time because it doesn't seem to know that it's running out of memory. Well, it doesn't even show you that it is entirely, but you go to do something okay. and it crashes, just like you said. And that's, that's essentially the app crashing. So okay. my guess is you're running out of memory. That's what I would do. You know, don't forget on the old one or I'm sorry, on the iPad one that you've got, you double click and then you'll get a list of all, you'll get all the apps that are using a little bit of current memory on the bottom and you can right. get rid of those, right. you know, mm-hmm. pop, 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 pop yeah. and get rid of them. It's slow. It's right. pain in the neck, et cetera, but you can do it. My guess is that isn't really the problem, but uh, mm-hmm. the, the problem is something else that's got you out of memory. Okay. Do photos take a lot of memory? Well, they can. I mean, or, if you never get rid of them, right? I mean, if you're like, uh, I'm looking at a digital hoarder right here as I talk to you. There's a guy, uh-huh. there's a guy across from me that keeps every photo he's ever taken. Um, but okay. if you go into, um, if you go into settings, is it settings, general storage? I think you, you start under the settings app. I think it's general, and then somewhere yeah. in there about or whatever, it will show you how much memory everything is taken, and then you'll know where to go you know, start wielding the axe. Okay. All right. I'll give that a try. Awesome. awesome. Janice, yep. thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All right. That's a win. I'm that just telling you that's a win. <laughs> I'm, I'll just go ahead and judge that one from here. There's right. no line judge on our calls. That's awesome. All right. Let's go to Pat in Charleston. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, I've got a problem with my iPhone. i recently changed phones. Um, my old one was dying. And when I went into the Verizon store, 
uh, I asked for all the information to be transferred over to the new phone. They transferred the uh, phone numbers and such, but said they could not transfer the photos I had on the iPhone droid. And I don't know any way to do it. I've gone online, looked for apps, and they all seem to be for retrieving deleted photos. Okay, so let me tell you, would, would, you went from what phone to what phone? Two versions of the droid. Okay, so you went from one droid to another. Um, yeah. And you just want to move the photos from one to the other. Yeah, and, and you know, the old one is not quite dead. Yeah, you still got it. So this is not this is pretty easy, really. So the the easiest thing on there is you know, and, and there are other tools and things you could load, but the one that came with it is called Google Drive, mm-hmm. and basically you can take all the photos and copy them off into Google Drive off of one, and then back on the other, or you can take the phone, plug it into the USB port of your computer, and uh, how do I do? How do I do that? It's just Don't a cable. There's a cable. Pardon? There's a cable, and do you have Windows? Or, yeah. or Mac. Okay, so on a Windows machine. So on a Windows machine, you attach the cable. It'll come up and say, do you want this to look like a storage device? You say yes. Then you go looking. And I think the set. I think the directory is going to be called DCIM because mm-hmm. yeah. it's uh, just like a d- digital camera. Just like a digital camera. And all your photos are under there, and you can drag and drop them to your desktop, and you can copy them to the new phone if you want, or you can not. Um, now, one of the really cool things that I like, by the way, I, in fact, I just told you to use Google Drive, and it occurred to me as I'm talking to you, there's an even easier way to do this. And that is to enable Google Plus and Google Photos backup. And if you press the buttons on that and say yes and let it do it on Wi-Fi and keep your phone on the charger, it will take your phone and back up every single picture you've taken on that phone to your Google account. And then on the other phone, they'll just simply appear. You you enable the same thing and they appear. And that's kind of how I keep mine in sync between them. So there's two, there's three ways to do it. You can use Google Drive to copy the photos off. You can use Google Photos, which I think is the easiest one to pull all of them across automatically. Or you can take the USB cable and stick it in there and simply copy them. Okay. Hold on just a minute. we got three phones going here right now. Okay. So I charged my phone through the USB port. So I use that kind of... Exactly the exactly. same cable. Exactly the same cable. Okay. Stick it in, okay, and it'll look, it'll look like a digital camera. You can even import them into some other photo mm-hmm. app if you want. You know, the one that Google makes, which is Picasso's nice. But you might have something else loaded already. And it'll just take all those photos off your camera. What about stuff? Uh, we use uh, Lightroom. Yeah, yeah, Adobe's photo. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sorry, I said Photoshop, but you said Lightroom. Oh. But anyway, both the same thing. Lightroom will take them and grab them all in on your computer. Okay, okay, that would be the easiest for me to handle. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Do that, Pat. Thanks so much for the call. All right. Well, let's go to Manning, who's on the line in Charlotte. Hi, guys. Uh, my question has to do with the Google account, which we had for a church group. Uh, we used it uh, only about twice a month to send out email reminders about meetings. We had about 150 people uh, that those emails went to. Uh, the last time I went to the tried to go to the account to use it, I received a message that the account had been suspended, and they had a link on there. Uh, 
that said if you followed that link, you could ask for reinstatement. When I followed the link, I got a robo-message back saying, you waited too late to ask. So now uh, I don't know how to actually talk to a live person at Google to you try can't. to find out why the account was suspended. Uh, that's the only thing we used it for. And, of course, they put a blurb up there that said, if your account was suspended, it probably means you violated the terms of service. Well, I've described to you what we did with the account. So, uh, I'm, and, of course, we now don't have access to all those names and all those email addresses, which we would like to have. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a, we feel bad for you. Um, B, I don't. So the the question is, you can't. Well, you can't get back into the account, and you you didn't have the credentials for it either. Well, I mean, I had the. You have the username and password, or the account name and password, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I had that, and and I had been using it twice a month for uh, a year or more. Oh, okay. And doing oh. the doing the same thing each time. And so we we didn't change what we were doing, and to our knowledge, we wouldn't have violated any terms of service. So. Yeah, now they normally, I mean, when you get in there, it actually tells you what happened. It gives you some sense of what's going on. And there's a bunch of ways it could be, and I mean, they're not all nefarious. I mean, it can happen for one reason or another. I've never actually seen it happen, but I know that it can happen. Um, so... Um, your question to us is, how do I get back into that account because I can't really talk to a person at Google? Is that right? Is that right? Is yeah, that right? yeah. Unless you can uh, tell me how to talk to a person at Google. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. never had any luck with it either. Yeah, me either. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, uh, I, obviously, I can't get back into the account uh, using uh, you know that uh, sign-in information. So I thought maybe you had encountered it before. And let me ask you, it wasn't, then this is not a Google Apps for Domains account, right? Um, like, was the, is it at, at, at gmail.com? Was that the address, for example? Yes. It was, yeah. Yes. So it's a regular Gmail account. You know, Apps for Domains, yes. there are other ways to go around it, but in a regular Gmail account, um, I don't know of any way to make that kind of work because basically they've said no. I mean, my point is if you get in there, there should be something that says, okay, you need to identify yourself or you need to provide us with some additional information or something like that. Right. Um, it looks like that you, you described that you um, sent it to about 150 people at a time, you know, just kind of browsing through some general issues, um, you know, help stuff on the Gmail um, pages on Google. Looks like they um, limit you um, they disable your account if you uh, send to more than 500 recipients um, per message or if you get a large number of undeliverable messages. Um, and if you're using a POP or an IMAP client, so like Outlook or Apple Mail or something like that, um, they limit you or you're only supposed to do 100 at a time. Um, so if you did any of those things, that could potentially be what triggered it, what did it. Um, yeah, I don't know either. There's a, a so the, is the issue primarily you'd like to be able to send emails to this group of folks that were together, right? Right, and I I know of other ways to do it. It's just that now we've lost all that data. Right. Yeah, my guess so is that, that, that. Yeah, 
you know, you're probably, you may be right. It may be somewhere else. My guess is at some point someone emailed the list and you saw the whole list somewhere. That's what I was thinking. Of all the yeah. people. So if you were doing it through a client like that, you know, and you ever did it in the two, they're all in the two in one of those emails. You go grab one of those and yep. put them, take them all back and put them in something else. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, best of yep. luck to you. All right. Well, let's go to David, who's in North Charleston. Hi, David. Uh, hello. Hey, how can we help you? Yes, hello. Hey, David, you're on with Eric and Phil. How can we help you? Okay. Oh, I'm trying to get off that speakerphone. Sorry. Are you there? We are. Yes, we are. Are uh, you there? Yes. Can you okay. hear me now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. I can <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, ha I had a question about uh, backing up uh, your stuff on the, um, your documents and so forth uh, off of my laptop, and I bought a, 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 I guess it's called an external hard drive, um, and plugged it in, and back. I, I, I think it backed up my documents and, and pictures and so forth. Uh, so I, I went back recently um, to put it in again and back up some added pictures and documents, but... Uh, it didn't seem to do anything. It uh, it says something about choose what you want to uh, back up or something. I, I was under the assumption that it uh, automatically, every time you plugged it in, just took all the the new stuff and, and put it on the external hard drive. Am I mistaken in that idea? Yes. It depends. Well, no, 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 just <laughs> yes, yes, and it depends. Because, so, because well, I don't know what documents... Yeah, how to find the, the latest photos I've stored away, or even which ones were the most recent. Yeah, I don't know. So what, do you know what software... Whether they were saved or not. Do you, know, do you know what software you were using to back up? Is it something that came with a drive, or are you on... Is this a Mac, or is this Windows? What are you doing? Oh, it's a... I, I use a Windows. It's a laptop, and I was just uh, plugged in a... Um, it's called a My Passport. Uh, uh, Western uh, hard, Digital. Some okay. kind of hard drive. Sure. So you got that. Yeah, yeah. And then are you using the software that came with it, or are you using the Windows software to make your backups? Ah. Uh, I'm not sure. I just uh -huh. plugged it in. <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's uh, there's different versions of all of this. And so I would you know I normally I like the stuff that comes with Windows and I still use it to back up to a Windows to a USB drive and I do it all the time. So basically I just stick the two of them together. I press the actually I have, I leave mine plugged in this way and so I have it every day it goes uh, through and it makes a little backup and so it will do additive backups and it will allow you to restore versions and things like that. So I would suggest it sounds like you might be using something else. It may well work. I don't know how but I'm I'm, I'm I'm sure that it does work, but you have to manage that. Mm -hmm. But you can use just the Windows backup software, which just off the start button is backup. And you use the Windows backup software, and it will actually just make a series of backups. And it will actually let you, it will do things like say, well, I kept the version of the file the last time you backed up, and I kept the one from three months ago, and I kept the one from last year. And I'll do that till I run out of space. Or it'll give you a warning or something like that. So that might be the easiest way to get this stuff backed up. Where's that? Where you're saying backed up? It's going to my my external drive that I plugged into my computer. Is what you're saying? Right. So the little the little app, the yeah, app, right. the oh. Windows app will say, okay, I see this external drive, and I see your drive. Um, is it okay if I make the decisions about what gets backed up? And it's almost always for oh. most people good enough. And you just press the button oh. and let it do its thing. 
So I go to under start and, and look for the words backup. I actually just type the word backup and it shows up. And just, it, it's oh, called, type it in. Oh, I type oh, the word backup okay. in there and I can find the backup software. And it'll find the backup area and, and then it'll, it'll kind of... It'll say, I, I see a C drive. Do you want me to do this? And like I said, the oh, default okay. answers are yet are right most of the, or every time I've played with it. You know, except when I run out oh. of drive space and then I start messing with it. But that's just me being the nerd. You don't need to be the nerd. Well, just press oh. the buttons and let it do its well, thing. Oh, uh, well, yeah, because I don't recall any, what did you say, software or whatever coming with this. Uh, well, I don't know. Some of those passport drives, I've been through a few mm -hmm. of them myself. Some of those passport drives have a button on them, and then they have Western Digital's version of the software for doing it. And I'm not saying uh, it's bad software, but you're going to ask a bunch of questions about how to run it. And I'm going to say, why bother with that? Uh, you're backing up with a Windows machine. Back it up with the Windows software and let it do its thing. Back it up with Windows. Oh, I didn't realize you could even do that. I appreciate that. So um, I hope I can find that and... and, and you can keep that thing plugged in then to your computer, right. but it's not necessarily doing anything until you tell tell it what to back up, right? That's right. So on it's mine, not, you can. Okay. I do uh, actually. I think on mine because the way I am now, I'm doing weekly backups for that for that particular computer. Actually, I've got two of them set up oh. this way, and every week it backs up because I'm not I'm not storing a bunch of stuff locally on that computer anymore. It's mostly okay. my stuff's all in the cloud. But you might want to back up every day. If you're sure. creating Excel spreadsheets and Microsoft Word documents or whatever, and you're doing it every day on a machine, then mm -hmm. you want to back up every day. But in my case, I don't oh. do that. So I only back it up once a week because I'm my prior. My biggest concern is catastrophic failure of the equipment. You know, right. the hard drive fails and I need to put it all back. Yes. I actually use Dropbox for my... Okay. okay. <laughs> Eric's got a much more complicated technique for you. Well, here. yeah, it's just uh -oh. a, it's another layer. I use Dropbox for my lightweight stuff, like my documents and things like that. Primarily, it backs them up, but primarily so I can go from machine to machine and have access to them. But it, uh, and as an added benefit, there in the cloud. So yeah. But you still need to plug in something to. Well, in this case, and he knew, he's got a you know. Don't let him confuse you, <laughs> David. Do not okay. let him confuse you with this. <laughs> okay. he, off I'm the air, we're going to have a little okay. arm wrestling match about okay. Dropbox in a moment. But okay, this will solve your right, problem. Well, okay, so when I plug this in again, it's not going going to uh, know what's new. I, I'm going to go into Windows and it's going to and tell it what to back up. Tell it I want to use that drive up. to back up from Windows and tell it I want it to back up everything and do tell it that it'll do everything. make that image at the beginning. It'll it'll give you a chance to uh, opt out of that, but I would say yes to it. Because you okay. you might need that okay. one day. I myself have twice ended up having to restore that drive. Oh. You know, have it, not that okay. drive, but having to restore my primary but, drive because it failed, a, a, a and I restored drive. it from that okay. image, and it was awesome because I mean, I pressed a couple uh, of buttons, and kaboom! You know, I was I was right back to where it was cool, when the drive it? failed. It was awesome to watch. Okay. It took two hours to restore it, okay. but when it popped up, it was just where I'd left it. Okay, well, I appreciate that. I'll I'll try that way and see if that that'll work. Then, I, I thank you so much. All right, All right, yeah, thanks, thanks so for much call. for the call. So let me ask you a question about that, Eric. Dropbox. I mean, it's getting so. I mean, you know, I've it. It's getting so much bad press because it doesn't seem to be particularly secure. Right. And so, I mean, I could see use. In fact, I still use Dropbox, but I use it for stuff that I don't care if anybody ever sees it. I mean, if anybody happened to see it, I'd be okay, right? But I don't stick anything that I care about. Now, you Dropbox know, I, I don't have um, stuff out there with account numbers and social security numbers, that kind of thing that, you know, I would um, be concerned about. Okay. Um, but I use it as a, you know, a, a, I mean, I have some Word documents that I'm working on for 
you know, work that I want to have access to or, you know, things like that. Stuff you feel okay about, yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing I'm doing, I'm doing, and then I'm going to ask you another question. I'm going to ask you my question here on our way out. But um, the one thing I'm using, so you can take your smartphone and put Dropbox on it, Mm -hmm. and then you can have it auto-copy the photos Photos, that you take. I thought about that earlier when we had the question. So this is my technique for moving photos from my Android phone to my Mac Right. So basically, I keep a Dropbox account. Those photos fall into that folder when I take them automatically, and then they get copied back to my Mac. And then I import them into iPhoto, which is essentially I'm duplicating the functions of iStream mm-hmm. or uh, PhotoStream with, a with, my, with an Android phone yeah. and a third-party app, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I think that works pretty well. So I just want to be careful on the Dropbox. So, um, so here's my question for you. Um, I'm using, uh, you know, I've been using rechargeable batteries for a long time, but I've been buying those sort of ones you find at a big store, you know, like a Walmart, Kmart mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And I've not had great luck with them. But I know that you use a better rechargeable yes. battery. What are you using now? I what use, are you currently at? Uh, the Inaloops, Sanyo yeah. Inaloops. Yeah. Love them. And so, and they recharge well. They, they, they um, do. And they're that new style, what they call an LSD. Low self-discharge. Low self-discharge. Yep. And that's the key because I always used, I was, I too was like you once and I used just the uh, <laughs> uh, off the shelf. Uh, he went all Yoda on it right here. <laughs> off the shelf rechargeables. And the problem I always ran into was that, you know, I'd have them charged up, ready to go. And then whenever I needed them, they were dead or, um, you know, only partially charged. The Inaloops have never had that issue. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing I see. So if I'm not buying these LSD batteries, what I happen to see is they just go dead sitting mm-hmm. around, right? Whereas these low self-discharges, I guess, and that's the one thing I get past, I mean, I'll get be able to get out of that. So I'm going to go buy, you know what? I've been the cheapskate all this time, except for the fact that I bought a really expensive recharger for these, right? You know, I bought a really nice recharger. So, but the thing is, what I find is that for those Enloops, I can buy those batteries and I can buy a $20 recharger that will charge them in singles. I actually have a solution for that too. Yeah. So uh, Amazon, uh, most folks might be familiar, Amazon has an entire line of Amazon branded products. Oh, they actually sell some Amazon rechargeable batteries. Uh, They're the white label batteries, uh, but they're actually rebadged in loop batteries. I'm going to get some of those. Yes. So uh, same properties. Um, Thank you for being the cheapskate. Thank you for checking this out for me. All right. Well, uh, the hour's flown by again. Yeah, this has been great, Eric. Glad to hang out with you, man. This is fun. All right. Well, we'll be back in a few weeks, and uh, I won't see you next week, so happy Halloween, Phil. (laughs) Happy Halloween to you, Eric. All right. Back to you, Diana. Well, thanks, guys. That is our show for today, and we thank you, our listeners, for joining us, too. Today's program was co-hosted by Eric Rogers, Director of Clemson Broadcast Productions, and Phil Yanov, who is founder and president of Tech After Five. Phil's blog about the tech-connected life can be found at thinkhammer.com. The mention of specific goods and services on your day in no way implies endorsement by Clemson University or ETV Radio. Neither do the opinions expressed necessarily reflect those of the university or ETV Radio. Your Day is produced in the studios of Clemson Broadcast Productions at the Conference Center and in at Clemson University. Your Day theme and production music are provided by Dwayne Evans and Bobby Holliday. Your Day is a public service of Clemson University.
All right, we are back, and we have Joe on the line in Lexington. Hi, Joe. Hi. Um, I have a question, please. I have an iPhone 4, and uh, when I go to settings and iCloud, and I want to know if I possibly am optimizing this or not. I think I'm not. Um, I've got 2.2 gigabytes storage available, and I have my iCloud drive is off, my photos are off, everything else is off except my backup and find my iPhone. Um, I have a question about how many of the things I should have on, and I also have a question about family sharing. What is that, please? Well, let's answer the family sharing thing first. You can't do that on an iPhone 4. Um, That's only available on the 4S under iPhone 8. So you're not going to have to worry about that. Um, Okay. So back on your other bit. So you're talking about wanting to... um, Wanting to know what button. So it really depends on what do you want backed up to iCloud. And so, for example, you might, I mean, I would think you'd want to back up the settings for your apps so that they would be easily restored on your next one. You know, and the thing is, you might decide, well, I don't normally need all this stuff backed up. I don't care about it or I'm getting it somewhere else. For example, I turn off the photo backup because I know I'm going to catch them on the stream. I'm backing them up on a Mac. So I don't worry about that. But if I were someone who says, well, I don't know if I ever, I might not be catching these photos anywhere else. I need to make sure I have a backup of them. Well, I'd be turning that on because I do care about those photos. I want them somewhere. Okay. All right. Uh, and mail and contacts, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Not, so for if you, are, if you are using mail, for example, if you're using it on multiple devices, if you have an iPhone and an iPad, then you might want to have mm-hmm. contacts. You know, you want those to be synced between the two of them. You want a backup, or you might just need a backup. In my case, I use Gmail for all my contacts and for all my mail and for my calendar. So I turn all of that off on mine. But if you're actually using the iPhone apps and they are the place you're keeping your data, well, you want it that backed up because you don't want to lose those contacts if you move to another phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, same thing with calendars and reminders and all that kind of stuff, huh? Calendars and but reminders. What about, the, yeah. what about what about Safari? Should I have that on on my iPhone? So, if you're using Safari on another de- well, I don't know how much of a benefit that is, unless you're using it on multiple devices. And again, that's pretty cool. We were talking about that earlier, that Google will do that with all the Google stuff, but Safari will do it. If you have an iPad and an iPhone, it actually moves the data from one to the other, and you can find that, find things more easily. Or even if you use Safari on your computer, you know, whether it's Windows or a Mac, if you're using Safari on the computer, it'll actually sync the data between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't use it on my computer. I have a I have a Windows and a PC um, I don't have a Mac, but I have an iPhone and an iPad. Yeah. Um, okay. What is Passbook? And so, pass, so Passbook is the thing that will allow you to put um, loyalty cards mm-hmm. in there. So, uh, for example, I have a, a loyalty card, you know, a place where you might get a, some 
points off or money off or something like that, you can stick them in there. I don't know how useful that is. In my case, I happen to use the Walgreens Pharmacy, and Walgreens has a passbook card, and I stick it in there. It's the only thing I use it for is for that Walgreens card. And I don't know how many places around, and if you don't use them, it may not be useful to you at all. And other people use it for other things, but that that is the thing that I stick in there. Okay. And the backup, I have that on, so... What is actually being backed up? So in this case, your backup being turned on, that means that um, if you pulled up and grabbed a new, got a new phone, you move from that iPhone 4 to an iPhone 6. When you get that iPhone 6, you can say restore from my backup, and basically all your apps show up on the new phone. Oh, okay. And it is good to have my, find my iPhone on. I think, well, I mean, I think so, you know, because the thing that's most likely to happen is that you're going to lose it and you're trying to figure out where did I leave it? Is it in the car or is it in the target? I don't know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but you can come back to a computer and find it. I see. Okay. And if my photos are not being backed up, I don't have to worry about losing them. As the lady earlier was talking about, she only had the last 30 days or something. No, I, well, um. I think you want to back. You might want to back those up if you're not putting them somewhere else. <coughs> so if you're not backing those up to a computer, then you want to make sure they're backed up to iCloud because you might use lose them. I mean, unless you don't care about them, but I might lose them. I mean, if they're not backed up, where are they? Where are you carry? Where are they being backed up? Where else do they exist other than on your iPhone? And that is, they might be in Photo Stream, but those may only be the last thirty days at some point. Well, you know, I, I was counting on it being the last thousand photos, but it might end up that it's only the last 30 days. Uh, but, you know, if you're not catching those on a computer somewhere and backing them up, then I think you'd want to keep them backed up to iCloud. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then risk losing them like she did. I mean, if you don't back them up to iCloud, you risk losing them. Mm-hmm. So what what we think, we don't know. We told her to go ask the genius guys, but I mean the Apple <laughs> store. Um, but it, what we think happened there was that she was using PhotoStream but not backing them up to iCloud. Now, if she was backing them up to iCloud, they're somewhere else and she can get them back. Okay. All right. Okay, one final question, please. Sure. When I get a message, I get it twice. Why, what What can I go to to say, you know, to, I just don't, I only need it one time. Are you talking about a message or an email? A message. When I, when I get a message on my iPhone, um, like, you know, the, the messages at the top left-hand area of your phone, um, no, I don't know. So, I mean, is this is this a text message from a person, or is this yes, your calendar saying, oh, when you get a text, no, me- a text message? Um, uh-huh. you've, you're getting it into two apps, and they're both displaying it, is my guess, right? Can you do that on an iPhone? Okay. I, can, I can do this on my Android phone pretty easily. So you have the Messages app, but if you have something like a WhatsApp or something else going on, my guess is you might be getting them in both places. My guess is you've got two me- two apps catching it and displaying it. Two apps catching it. Okay. And so what would likely be the other app? I, I don't quite understand a that. A WhatsApp. I mean, you. Oh, I'll tell you a good one, Facebook. You might have Facebook turned on to allow text messages 
if you were using Facebook, would be an example of one, or Skype even. But you want to have Facebook or Skype set up to take inbound text messages, and they're showing up both on your phone under message, and they're showing up in the Facebook app as a message. That's a possibility. Okay. Okay. But uh, so when it dings twice within uh, 30 seconds or something, it's coming into both places. That's what you're saying. That's what I think is happening. I'd have to see it to be sure. But what I would say is go down and look at those and figure out, you know, what's the actual app that's controlling the display? Because my guess is that they're not in the messages stream twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I will look there. And thank you very much. Hey, Joe, yep. thanks so thanks much for the, for the call. call. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, we have Nicholas in Metter, Georgia. Hi, Nicholas. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, I have a couple of questions, and I hope they're just quick answers for y'all. But uh, is there any way for these? I have a um, Galaxy 5S, just upgraded from a 3. And um, is there any way for these phones to recognize that these are telemarketing calls coming in, and you can um, have them say, okay, this is a telemarketing call. I don't accept it. Well, there's a couple things you can do, right? So phone calls directly to the phone that don't have the, that have like unknown caller or something like that. You know, there's typically some setting in there to say that those go straight to voicemail. The thing that I've been doing on those, Nicholas, is I've got, uh, I use Google Voice for those calls. And basically, um, you can actually mark, you can say, well, unknown callers have to identify themselves or I can send them straight to voicemail, um, and it will actually take certain spam calls and just turn them off. I mean, they go right to the spam folder. The phone never rings. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, because, you know, if you call those, I figured there had to be something, because when you try to call those numbers back, they don't accept your call coming in because it says you can't reach this number. So there should be something digitally, right, that says it doesn't even allow it into your phone. I mean, they don't leave you messages. If you don't answer, you just had a you just had a, yeah. a call come in from an unknown number, and sometimes it doesn't even tell you unknown or unavailable. But so there's no way to just say, "Hey, it's coming in. I I I sense that digital source that it's coming in, and it's really a telemarketer. I'm not even going to ring it on your phone. There's no way to do that." Well, they don't know if it's a telemarketer, but again, Google Voice is pretty good at catching those. So on my Android phone, I set up Google Voice as being the primary inbound number. And I get all my calls to go through Google Voice. And basically, if they're a junk call like you're describing, which is worse than a telemarketer, right? Typically, the the unknowns or whatever, the guys who's deliberately hiding all that stuff on the back end, Google Voice just takes those and throws them right into my spam box. My phone never rings. Oh, cool beans. There we go. I'm going to have to reach Google Voice a little more. Okay, next question is, I downloaded my ringtone from an outside source. Can I turn that ringtone into my uh, greeting on my voicemail? No. That's a different thing altogether because your vo- your phone isn't presenting that. So when you took that f- that song and you put it on, okay, I'm, I said no. Let me tell you what yes looks like for, in a minute. But no to begin with is, so the, 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 phone, the thing that your phone rings, that's actually a little MP3 file or an audio file or something, and your phone is playing that when it hits. On an inbound caller... This music that they hear, that what's presented is presented by the carrier. And so that is controlled by the carrier. So, for example, if you're a Verizon customer, they've got, and I only know this because I'm a Verizon customer, but you go in and there's settings inside there and you go, you have to go in and you buy the tone from them or rent it really. It costs you, I think Verizon's a buck a year. 
for the tone or something like that. It's not very much, but you but you essentially rent the tone for a buck a year and you can do that. So that's the way, but that's presented by the carrier. It's not presented by your phone. Okay. Um, these, um, I'm, I'm a veteran and I deal with the Veterans Administration on there, but they don't have an app yet. But when you go in through the internet, um, some of the, the information that you're looking for for your account, it comes back skewed. And I've talked with them about it, and they'll they'll tell you like, well, don't use Google Chrome or don't use this one. Try Firefox, but it just doesn't seem like it doesn't make much sense for all for these major um, these major telephone companies that are not doing business with the government, uh, so that everything is smooth. Does that make sense to you? So that, oh, the you know, guy, the guy who makes a website, he's the guy who makes a website. He's responsible for how it presents in a variety mm -hmm. of places. So, and I say that because you know I've been at this for a while myself, and you know what we have seen, for example, is we thought we were always sending stuff to guys on a computer, and it turns out over time we're actually sending stuff. Most of our stuff is actually showing up on people's phones, which means we had to redesign our websites to do that. Done, and that's what those guys have to do as well. You know, guys with big, complicated websites, they're probably resistant to getting that done, or it's going to be hard or expensive or whatever. But, you know, as their customer, as a customer of that organization, I think you should go tell them what it mm -hmm. is you need. And they should be figuring this out. It's not the carrier. Well, yeah. It's not your phone. It's it's not your browser. It's them. I mean, you know, they, it, it, you know, this is how you want to consume the information they're providing. Let them know. Yeah, I talked to the tech support people there for the for the veterans, and they, they make it seem like it's some, the, the problem is somewhere else, but actually it is. I kind of thought that last one sir uh candy crush <laughs> uh, and i transferred candy crush over from the galaxy 3 it started me over on, on on level one is there any way for me to activate the galaxy 3 go to a um go to a wi-fi area upload it again and will it come over at the, the current level that I was on before? All right. So this is just generic advice. I don't know about Candy Crush in particular. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, qu quite frankly, just a little bit sad that I'm answering Candy Crush <laughs> answers on the radio. But uh, anyway, how, how, how are they do it? So you stick it on Wi-Fi, put the app on, put on Wi-Fi, make sure that you're using whatever background app they're using to put up to upload your statistics. So I don't know what that is on an iPhone. It's Game Center, but there's something else on Android. I see it. It's like Play Game or something like that. So anyway, go to that app on that device, push, make sure that it pushes up those things, and then go in and log in on the same account on your new device, and it should just pull that forward. Okay, uh, maybe Play Store because you, you, you can't, that, the game Candy Crush doesn't ha doesn't ask didn't ask you to be a member unless you wanted to be. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, that was uh, probably the reason you wanted to do that is you would want to be a member so that your score would be saved into the cloud. Yeah, yeah. They said if you were a member of Facebook with us or something. Yeah. Do I one last one? Do I need all these apps on here that I don't use that that are just forced on me? Hey, good news. You can't do anything about it, so don't worry about it. Okay. Nice thing you can't, I don't know if the Samsung does it. My HTC allows me to hide those apps. You can't undelete the stuff that was originally on the phone. My HTC has a little app, has a little thing up in the corner that says hide apps, and you can go through and hide the ones you don't care about. Roger that. Listen, you guys are very, very informative. I'll be looking to listen to you next time. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks for the call. call. All right. We have uh, Vance, who's in Georgetown. Hi, Vance. Hey, good afternoon. It's good to get in touch with you guys. <laughs> well, it's, it's our pleasure. How can we help you? 
Well, I am trying to uh, download a driver for a uh, MIDI interface, and I have uh, a desktop with uh, Windows 7 on it. And when I go to the website uh, for the, uh, the uh, driver uh, and the interface, it has a list of all the, the different uh, uh, operating systems, you know, 8 and 7 and Vista and XP. Well, I, I've downloaded 7, uh, the, the uh, uh, driver for 7, and it has a 64-bit encryption and a 32-bit encryption, and I've chosen both of those, and I've tried to install those. And for some reason or other, neither one will install. The 32-bit uh, just terminates, and the 64-bit says, I cannot remember what it says now. Anyway, so my question basically is, do I just need to go down to uh, the the next lower operating system and, and choose that and see if that one works, like Vista? Wow. These are puzzled looks, mm. by the way. They don't translate very well on the radio. Um, I understand. So the uh, – uh, wow, I, I've mm. never – the driver doesn't want to install – but the thing is, I would go to right. the guys who put that out and say, well, yeah. what, what is the need to find here? I mean, what, what's the problem? Why won't it install? In fact, when, mm-hmm. and of course, I don't think, I don't know if you can install the 32-bit on the 64-bit OS. Yeah, so as I say, you got to know which vert, you know, if you've got a 64 or You might 32. be able to cheat it and make that happen, but I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of out of that space now. But, um, so, uh, I, I... I think I'd be going back to the support and asking them why this isn't installing. I would also first okay. identify if you have a 64 or 32-bit machine so that you can, you know, they'll probably ask you that question. Were right. there 32-bit machines running Windows 7? I guess there were. I never owned one, mm-hmm. but um, okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. That's what I will do. I will follow up with support. Okay. Hey, Vince, thanks so yeah, much right. for listening. Thanks right. for your call. Thanks for the Thank call. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.